Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Blues Canucks game five tomorrow night. It's a 9.30 start, 8.30 pregame here on your home of the Blues, 101 ESPN. That's Michelle Smallman. I'm Randy Carricker. And we head to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. Scott Burnside covers the NHL for The Athletic and is with us now, a friend of the show. Scott, thanks so much for taking some time with us. How are you doing this morning? Doing very well. Uh, gearing up for another full day of uh, hockey in the uh, NHL bubble, uh, the way this playoff goes, you, you need a lot of stamina even as a fan. So it's, it's a nice change of pace. Oh, Scott, you're talking to two people who've had back-to-back 9.30 starts that work on a morning show. So, <laughs> so we are feeling that as well. But I was just talking to Randy here during the break, and I wanted to bring you into the conversation we were having. It seems like the NHL has left no stone unturned. The the way that they've executed the bubble has been amazing from the zero positive tests to just the look of, you know, the aesthetics of the bubble of the games that we're seeing. Is it fair to say that the NHL, excuse me, has executed the bubble to perfection? Yeah, you know, I, I think you're I think you're right on with that. And, you know, perfection is, you know, sort of a relative term. And I know that there are you know that there are elements that maybe you know I I wonder and and watch and and think about the quality of the ice and things like that but I think in terms of the actual structure of the of the the bubble setup both in Toronto and Edmonton um how they have um tried to think of all of the elements to um a keep the team safe and healthy and keep them isolated from uh, from COVID-19, um, and, and also the, the idea of the creature comforts, how to try and make what is a difficult situation, being isolated from friends and family, being unable to do the normal things, go for a drive, go for a walk wherever you want, go out to, um, you know, sit in a park somewhere. Those things are, are now, they've been taken away from the teams that are in the bubble, but I think that they have created situations where, um, where, where it's palatable for the players and the teams. And uh, and I think that has been a real, um, you know, it's a credit to the NHL and the NHLPA who work so hard to, to make this happen. Uh, you've mentioned the zero positive tests. I mean, to me, that's obviously the, um, that's the key. Um, and I think the level of hockey for the most part has been exceptional for, um, you know, teams that were off for four and a half months before beginning to play meaningful hockey. And, and I think as we get, midway through this first round, uh, the drama has been incredible. So I'm with you all the way. I'm not sure any of us could have imagined that it would have unfolded. You know, knock on wood, there's still a lot of hockey yet to be played, uh, but it could have unfolded to this point um, as seamlessly as it has. Scott Burnside from The Athletic with us on 101 ESPN. And Scott, were you concerned about the Blues after the first two games? And has your mind changed about them 
with the last two games. Yeah, no question. I'm sure the Vancouver Canucks are viewing the Blues completely differently now with this series tied at 2-2. And, you know, it's, it's been interesting if you take, you know, pull back the lens a little bit. And the round-robin uh, the style of play and the way it was set up, uh, I completely understand why the NHL did it the way they, they did. Um, but you can certainly see that for some teams that has taken some time to for the round robin teams to, to find a groove to get up to a level of play that is going to be needed to have success in the playoffs. We've seen, you know, the two finalists from last year, both Boston and St. Louis meandering their way through round robin play. Um and, and both those teams now I think are starting to hit the kind of rhythm um that maybe we'd expected from the get go. And you know, Boston's up three one now on Carolina, a huge comeback for them in game four of their series. And I think the Blues have been the better team in long stretches, certainly the better team playing five-on-five against a very good and a very strong emerging Vancouver Canucks team. Uh, And it's going to be fascinating now that it's down to a best-of-three series. And the Blues having won two in a row um, is, uh, you know, is, is going to be, um, it's going to be a real task for Vancouver now that the, the Blues seem to have found the kind of way they want to play. And uh, especially now in a, coming out of Game 4 where they did win the special teams battle, a battle that they hadn't been uh, able to win in the early parts of this series, um, it's really putting the pressure on a young Vancouver team. So it'll be interesting to see how the best, best of three sets up to, to close out this series. Scott, you mentioned the Bruins, and I want to touch on them quickly. We know what they're capable of. We certainly saw it yesterday. They score four straight to rally and beat the Hurricanes, take a 3-1 lead in that series. But how do you project their success moving forward without Tuka Rask? Do you think that removing him from the equation, they're a team that you think could still win the Stanley Cup? Yeah, I, I mean, I think I think they certainly can. I think they have the experience. I think they have the depth. I think Bruce Cassidy is probably one of the most underrated coaches in the NHL, which is you know difficult to say about a guy whose team went to Game 7 in the Stanley Cup Final last year. But he's done an amazing job with that team and moving parts in and out. You, know, you mentioned Tuka Rask, of course, opting out Saturday morning and returning home to be with his family. They've been out without David Pasternak for uh, this series against Columbus, the league's uh, tied for the league lead in goal scoring during the regular season, uh, and they are still a very dangerous team. And Yaroslav Halak has been, you know, he's a veteran player. He's played very well. He's played at times as if as, as if he's been the starter in Boston the last couple of years. Um, now he did allow a couple of goals uh, in last night's game that were maybe a bit questionable, um, but but held the fort when uh, when he needed to. Um, it, it certainly puts them at a disadvantage as we move along. If you imagine they're going to play a team like Tampa, uh, you've got Philadelphia ahead of their series in uh, against Montreal right now, and the Islanders, uh, maybe the surprise team in the East, up three nothing on Washington. Um, you, you know the goaltending is going to become critical when you get to the. Um, the second round, and certainly if uh, Boston advances to a, a conference final, but I do think it, 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 Yaroslav Halak is a player who still gives them a chance to, to go the distance as well. 
Scott, when the Blues traded Yaroslav Halak in the deal to get Ryan Miller, they traded him to Buffalo. But one of the things that they were looking ahead to was having Jake Allen. And lo and behold, here we are in 2020, and Jake Allen replaces Jordan Biddington for the last two games and wins the last two games. You're well aware of what Jake has done during his career and, of course, what Biddington did last year. What should Craig Berube do in Game 5 and moving forward with his goalie situation? Yeah, I mean, it's a great luxury to have if you're Craig Berube, knowing that you've got two goaltenders who can play at a high level when the the stakes are the highest. And, you know, I think people may have assumed at the end of uh, the Stanley Cup run last year that this was sort of, you know, that Dick Allen was sort of a, you know, a a forgotten piece or someone not to be regarded in terms of the structure of this team. But I think he showed during the regular season, his regular season play was exemplary. I think he learned a lot from the experience of of being usurped by Jordan Bennington. And, of course, we know what Bennington did in saving the blue season last year and then guiding them to their first ever Stanley Cup. Uh, But I think you have to credit Jake Allen for really learning from that experience. And he was excellent during the regular season. Not sure people really understand how important he was to a Blues team that was uh, at the top of the conference when the pause came. And I'm not surprised that Craig Berube made the move. I'm not surprised that Jake Allen has responded the way he has. Um, I don't imagine he will make any changes moving forward uh, unless Jake Allen's play slips or, or something like that. Um, but it is, and it's interesting when you look around the NHL, how many teams have, uh, you know, have had to rely or have chosen to go, um, with a sort of rotation in goal. And, uh, I think it, you know, Jake Allen has rewarded Craig Berube, um, with two strong performances in a row. Um, it certainly puts pressure on Jacob Markstrom in goal for, for Vancouver now to, you know, to step up. And I don't think it's been Markstrom's fault that this series is now tied 2-2. Uh, but it does it certainly up the ante when you know that a guy like Jake Allen has come in off the bench and has delivered the, a sterling performances two nights in a row. Scott, before we let you go, the most impressive team in the Western Conference playoffs has been... Well, that's a good test, but I think right now it's Colorado, and we saw them crushing Arizona 7-1. They're up 3-1 in that series and really you know, should have swept them, except except for Darcy Kemper's uh, otherworldly performance in a Game 3 victory. But Colorado, for me, is really hitting on all cylinders. Vegas is very close behind. They're another team that has used two goaltenders, both Robin Leonard and Marc-Andre Fleury, seeing action in that series against Chicago. Um, it's going to be interesting because you've got two team, you know, two series that are tied to two. The winners of those series are going to, in theory, face a very, um, you know, teams in Vegas and in Colorado who might be well rested. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see. But Colorado, for me right now, looks to be the most impressive team in the West. Scott, great to have you with us. Thanks so much for the info. We appreciate it. Love the work that you're doing at the Athletic, and we'll talk to you soon. Anytime. All right, thank you. Scott Burnside from The Athletic with us on 101 ESPN.